or live by the Spirit. John 3 and 1 says, Therefore was a man of the Pharisees, Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except the man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, Ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeneth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, and, but cannot tell, I'm, I'm sorry, the wind thereof, and hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it cometh or whether it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. I'm going to drop down to 15. That whomsoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that Whomsoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Isn't that amazing that that, I don't know if you ever realized it, but John 3.16, the one we love so much, is so close to Jesus talking to Nicodemus. Praise God. Lord, I love you and praise you, Jesus, for this day. Help me, dear Lord, as I minister to your people. And God, I'm going to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Can everybody shout amen? amen. amen. All right, I'm glad that... Uh, Amen. Next time you need to shout at your kids or someone, shout just like that, okay? The Pharisees were known for following the law. They were very much pinned to the law. Everything was the law. Law, 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 law. We live by the law. We live by the law. Praise God. They were more interested in the law than they was the lawgiver. Think about that. And so they, it's the law, it's the law, it's the law. People struggle with the law. Some people struggle trying to enforce the law. And some people struggle, praise God, to try to live by the law. And it's those that don't live by the law that kind of make those that enforce the law look pretty good at times. But the Pharisees were known for following the law, which uh, was interpreted by the scribes. And the priest, praise God, was... Very crooked in that day. They were kind of in cahoots with uh, Rome and, the, and uh, those that were in dictatorship. Um, that's why, amen, they was the ones that ramrodded Christ being crucified. And so it was the high priest and those that was kind of crooked, taking kickbacks, wanting money of their own, praise God. One that Jesus went through and whipped out to money changers in their temple. And so, praise God, they were. The Pharisees were also represented in the Sanhedrin court. They were much of the lawgivers. Now, your Sadducees was your businessmen. They're the ones that mainly had businesses. But it was your Pharisees. And, and I will say this, amen, praise God. It's amazing how much in this world that money runs things. And so, money runs things. And so, uh, praise the Lord. That's why... Amen. There's no charge to be saved, praise God, because nobody's going to control it. But money runs things. And so the scribes, or the Sadducees, they ran most of it. But the Pharisees, praise God, was the one, 
amen, that was uh, pretty high up in the courts and that. The Pharisees, praise God, were uh, uh, very strong on tithing and uh, ritual purity, which is like washing the hands. Got to wash your hands before you eat, praise God. And uh, they were there, they believed strongly in the Sabbath. Jesus could not even heal a man on the Sabbath until they were upset over it because you don't do anything on the Sabbath. Divorce, amen, they were hard on it and oaths. The Pharisees could not even eat in the home, praise God, of a non-Pharisee because they were not sure that that food had had the tithe paid on it. And they weren't sure that the ritual, amen, on that food, praise God, was not prepared properly. And so they might not have washed their hands, and so, which just blows my mind, that type of theology, Praise God, because how do you how do you how do you regulate that, and how do you know? I mean, I know you got to try, but whenever you overdo it, it's just just too much. So Nicodemus was that kind of man that could be what we call two faced. He could, in in a fact, he could be for Jesus, Amen, at night, but in the daytime, Amen, he would not follow Jesus, nor he would say to them, he would never say to them that we know that he is a teacher come from God, and that no man can do these miracles except God be with him. So he was what was called a secret disciple. He, praise God, he was two-faced. Why is it that it is hard for us sometimes to stand up for the things that we believe or the things that we feel? I will just say this today, and that is, amen, it is so much better, amen, to stand up and tell people the way you feel or the way you think, basically. What happens is people will find out that you're not up front with them, and then from that point on, they won't know how to talk to you or how to deal with you. I don't mean you need to be blunt. I don't, I, I don't mean you need to just speak your mind, praise God all the time. But I mean, when it comes to things of you, the way you feel, what you want to do, it's always best to just be honest with it, praise God, and to be up front. Nicodemus was not that kind of man. He was the kind of man that would hang out with the Pharisees and pretend to be a part of them. He was also the kind of man, amen, who would come to Jesus by night and say, logically, I know that thou art a teacher come from God because no man can do these miracles. Peter played this role at one time, praise God, when Jesus was being crucified. Peter played the role of being in between, coming in like he was one of them, sitting among them, hoping that they would never know, praise God, that Peter was related to Jesus. That's a dangerous place to be in, praise God. That's a place in which the devil can really mess you up. Or that's the place in where the devil could really take advantage. Peter was one step away from being where he shouldn't have been. And whenever the damsel asked him, aren't you the man? So here's where, here's where Nicodemus was. Nicodemus was that kind of a man, praise God, where he did not take a stand. For in the daytime... He was a Pharisee. He did not believe Jesus. He did not follow him. I don't know if Nicodemus was basically a good man. Don't get me wrong. Amen. He was a good man. 
Now, you may not be amen in me today, but I'm telling you, Everly is shouting back there. Praise God. Amen. She likes her grandpa, and she's looking at me, and she's shouting, here I am. Come get me. Praise God. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. He was a good man. Nicodemus was basically a good man. Praise God. And, but on the other hand, amen, he stood in a place where Jesus was able to deal with him, amen, and talk to him about uh, where he stood. I have a little cute story that I'm going to tell, amen, this man was going to a Halloween party, and he was driving to this Halloween party, and lo and behold, his car stopped for some strange reason, and so he got out of the car, and he looked, and there was nothing on this rural road, except there was a church, and they were in service. And so he walked down to this church, praise God, and he walked up to the door, opened the door, and when he opened the door, did not realize it was open right into the sanctuary, praise God. All of a sudden, people looked back, and they headed for the front, nearly overrun the pastor when they were trying to get out of the back of the church. Finally, everything had exited the church, and then he realized he was dressed up like a devil. Praise God. But there was this little old lady that was sitting there. Amen. And so he walked up to apologize to her. And she looked up at him. And she said, I want to tell you something, Sonny. She said, I've been in this church all my life, but I've been on your side. Praise God. Amen. I've been in this church all my life. Amen. There's something about a Nicodemus, isn't it? Amen. Nicodemus was kind of in between. Amen. Praise God. And Nicodemus struggled. One of the things Nicodemus struggled with is self-salvation. He struggled, amen, to make himself right. To think that he had to be right to be with God. Praise God. And it's impossible to be completely perfect in oneself. There are men in the past that wrote books on trying to be self-perfection. And you can't do it. We can't make it on our own. The Pharisees tried to make it on their own. They took the law not as guidelines to what to do and what not to do. But they took the guideline, they took the law as that to enforce themselves to do it. Praise God. Amen. And, And we do need to do our best to do it. Praise God. But the Pharisees tried to portray an image because they could not make themselves perfect. Because they could not be wrong. They tried to make themselves. Anytime that, a, that, that, that Nicodemus thought about something he did wrong, he always made an excuse for it. He always blamed somebody else. He always, praised God, tried to say, this is why I did it. And that's why I did it. He never could say, I was wrong. I'm sorry. He was a Pharisee, praise God. Amen. And he tried to be perfect in his own way, praise God. Nicodemus wanted to follow Jesus. And he knew that Jesus was at least a great teacher that has come from God. As a Pharisee, he portrayed a life of being perfect And he was not. As a Pharisee, 
He portrayed a life of not being a follower of Jesus. Praise God. But he was. Amen. He was a follower of him. Nicodemus felt that his good works was going to win him over to God. Just as sometimes we struggle on the other side of the fence. When we look at our failures and we think that they're going to keep us from God. I'm failing. Praise God. Yeah, I did lose it last night. Yeah, I did slam the lid on the floor. Yeah, I did have to tell God I was sorry. Yeah, I did get up and go again. Praise God. Is there any condemnation for them that are in Christ Jesus? Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. You see, that's the problem, praise God. We try to do it in the flesh, but we can't do it in the flesh. We're not made to do it in the flesh. When we were born in the flesh, we were born with a bunch of incapabilities. But when God born us in the Spirit, so Nicodemus was a man who thought that he could live according to the flesh. Nicodemus was a great candidate for Jesus to bring him in and to say to him, Hey, you're not going to do it like that. You're going to have to be born again. Nicodemus felt that it was good works that was going to win him over to God. Just as sometimes we think our failures are going to keep us from God. Praise God. But you see, one has to have a relationship with Jesus. Being saved is having a relationship with Jesus. If you could be born, if you could live your whole life and be perfect and die, you'd die lost. Because you did not come to Jesus. I'm going to say that again. I've never heard anybody say that, but that is true and good. If you would be able to live your whole life perfect and die, you'd die and go to hell because you still need Jesus. You need that relationship with him. Praise God. Jesus tells us in Matthew 7, 22, many shall say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, haven't we prophesied in thy name? In thy name have we not cast out devils? In thy name done many works. And I will profess unto them. What's he profess unto them? A little bit later in that scripture, he says, you workers of iniquity. It wasn't so much the sin. It was the fact that he didn't know them. He did not know them. They did not have a relationship with him. You see, because one time they might have. At one time, they had a relationship. And at one time, God filled them with the Holy Ghost and gave them power to cast out devils and to do 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 and to do. You know, you know what come to me the other night? I thought, you know what? As Pentecostal people, oh, this is going to be good. As Pentecostal people, we let God speak to us in another language. But then we turn around and don't let him allow us to say good things. We'll speak in tongues. We'll let the Holy Ghost do that. But then we'll turn right around and say things we're not supposed to say in the flesh. We won't let the Holy Ghost say the good things. You know, oh, this is good. Paul tells them, he's, in this, I'm going out into area I'm not, I haven't thought about much, but the Bible tells us that if we speak with tongues, 
and can move mountains, but we don't say good things or love our brother, we're nothing. We put so much emphasis on the day of Pentecost and the Holy Ghost and the way the Lord speaks through you, but then we turn around and we avoid the fact that we say things that we shouldn't say. That what comes out of our mouth, well, that lady doesn't get the Holy Ghost like they did on the day of Pentecost, but I turn around and say things I shouldn't say all the time. Think about it. We've got to let the Holy Ghost use us all the time, even with what we say and what we do. That was Nicodemus's problem. He was living according to the flesh, but he was not living according to the Spirit. And Jesus says, I didn't know you. You see, living for the Lord and being saved is having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Praying every day, talking to God, you know, reading your Bible, fasting, amen, getting, you know, more and more of the Lord. Jesus tells Nicodemus that a relationship with God does not come by one's own actions. It's not by a person's actions. Look, look at the uh, Pharisees. That, that came to Jesus and wanted to, the woman that was caught in adultery. We caught her in the very act. There's no doubt. And Jesus says to them, you know, ye without sin cast the first stone. She was forgiving. She had a closer relationship to Jesus than all the Pharisees that acted real good. You see, praise God. If you th- wonder about your sins and if the devil's really Casting you about your lifestyle, praise God. Jesus said unto her, amen, he said, neither do I condemn thee, but just don't go sin no more. Praise God. God's not so much interested in our actions and our past. He's interested in our heart and living for him. He told Nicodemus, he said, I want to tell you something. Amen, you're walking according to those laws, according to your flesh, But I'm going to tell you something. You've got to be born again of the Spirit. You have to have the Holy Ghost living inside of you. I'm telling you, praise God. I know, amen, that all the good that I've done, and I've not done, praise God, a lot of good, but all the good that I've been able to do, let me put it like that, I've had to do it by living in the Spirit. I could not have done it by living in the flesh. John 14 to 23, Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make his abode with him. In other words, the Lord said, I'm going to come and fill him. So Jesus tells Nicodemus that a relationship with God does not come from one's own actions. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? Well, it's an important thing because Jesus tells us in Matthew 6 and 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Jesus told them in Mark 1 and 15, and saying, the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of of God is at hand. So the kingdom of God is at hand. What's he say next? Repent. You see, that's where the kingdom of God starts out. Repentance. Remember that, praise God. And believe the gospel. Praise God. Paul tells us in Romans 14 and 17, 
He said, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's not physical. But righteousness. Anytime you hear that word righteousness, remember, it's right relationship. Just let your mind go to right relationship. Righteousness is right relationship with God. Righteousness, praise God, and peace. And joy what? In the Holy Ghost. There's the Holy Ghost. So Jesus tells us it starts out with repentance. And Paul tells us it ends with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Amen. Amen. You know, have you ever thought about the wonders of a child being born? I remember when my wife was due with our first one, Christy Kay. Amen. And I remember when she was born. It's a wonderful thing, the birth of a baby. I mean, that baby comes into the world. That mother struggles with that child. And she's in labor. There's pain. There's misery. There's discomfort. There's all that, praise God. But when that child pops into the world, boom. All of a sudden, amen, it comes into a world. I remember Christy Kay just looking all around. Gawking everything in, praise God. And our family's always struggled with their lungs. And I was always concerned about her lungs. She's not crying. She's not crying. Finally, the doctor said to the nurse, would you thump that girl? So they thumped that girl, and she wailed. And I was like, good set of lungs. But she came out into that world, and she began to look around, and it was a new world. There were people that were wanting her. Praise God. And she come out, and... She's like a new world, a new thing. Praise God. Isn't this amazing? I'm no longer wrapped in a womb. Now I'm in a big world. And what that big world is like, I'm going to experience. You know, I have to laugh. Praise God. But when they told me, they laugh about it. They said, when we told you Christy Kay was pregnant, you didn't have anything to say. And I thought, oh my God, I can't protect her. I can't make sure she's okay. <laughs> I, I know what birth, childbirth's like. I know what she's going to go through. Praise God. Amen. And, and, and they laughed. They said, you got anything to say? And I just stood there and looked straight ahead. Praise God. Because I knew what was coming. Daddy wasn't going to be able to take care of this one. Praise God. But isn't it amazing when that child is born? It comes out in, uh, in a world that is so big and he's so wonderful and there's so much to learn and so much to do. Praise God. And it's the awe and the wonder of the thing. It's a new world. Jesus decided to tell Nicodemus and to liken him to the new birth that happened in the book of Acts to that kind of world. He said, you were born of the flesh, and you understand a fleshly world. But I want you to know something today. He said, if you just become born of the Spirit, if you just receive the Holy Ghost in your life, it will give you a world, praise God, that you did not know existed. It will give you things that you would never believe were. It would help you, praise God, that world. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except the man be born of the water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom. He said, That which is born of the flesh is flesh. When you were born in the flesh, and you came into that world, and then when you were born, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Praise God. He said, Don't be 
Don't be, it's no marvel, praise God. It's not something far-fetched that you must be born again. Praise God. And then he goes on to say what that would be like. He tells Nicodemus. He explains to them. He, you know, Nicodemus is here. Nicodemus is living in between. I'm kind of ever wondering if Nicodemus ever came in and got the Holy Ghost. I'm kind of wondering, praise God, because he's in, in between. And Jesus, you know, the thing of it is, amen, Peter could not stand for Jesus. He lived the life of being in between until he received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And then on the day of Pentecost, with the power of God inside of him, he stood up and told them, praise God, what he should have stood up and told them whenever Jesus was being crucified. And so the Holy Ghost gives him the power. And Jesus probably looked at Nicodemus and said, Hey man, you want the power to live for God? You're not going to do it in the flesh. He said, you're going to have to do it by the Spirit. So he gives him a little bit of an example of what it should be. He said, the wind bloweth where it listeneth. And thou hearest the sound thereof. But cannot tell whence it cometh or whether it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. He says, you know, the Holy Ghost is like the wind. It just comes in, praise the Lord. Amen. You know, when somebody gets the Holy Ghost, they could be in the middle of anything. And all of a sudden, amen, you see them just get the Holy Ghost. And you, you're just amazed when they receive it. Praise God. And it's like, where did that come from? I did not see it come. I did not see it go. Praise God. Now remember, he said, it's going to be a sound of a rushing mighty wind, and there's going to be a sound. He said, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. And then in Acts chapter 2 and 1, it says, When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were in one accord and in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire that sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. Jesus was telling Nicodemus about what was going to happen in Acts chapter 2. And he was telling Nicodemus, he was saying, come on, Nicodemus, get out of the middle and get over here where you should be. Praise God. Become a part of this with everything that you should be. Praise the Lord. Amen. Paul goes on to begin to explain the same thing in Romans chapter 8, verse 1. He says, There is therefore no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. We need to walk according to the Spirit of God. We need to understand that our flesh is not what gets it. Now let me just, let me just tell you something. Sometimes, as Christians... We become pretty successful in our living for the Lord. We get into habits, and I don't believe that God wants us to live according to habits. That's why we falter at times, because it doesn't need to be a habit. Me coming to church could end up becoming a habit. It may not because I love God. Me reading my Bible and preaching personally may be because I feel the responsibility to pastor and to preach. But I could lose my own relationship with the Lord. You understand that? I need to keep my own relationship. I, all last night, praise God, I was praying. You know, Lord, you know I love you. Lord, you know I want to live for you. Lord, you know I want to do your will. Lord, I, I just want to make sure that I'm where I need to be and doing what I need to do. 
Praise God. Praise the Lord. And so we've got, we got to realize, amen, that as older Christians, we can get into a habit of why we do things. You, you people that are married, praise God, can end up living in a way where it's a habit to you. You cook his dinner, not because you love him, but because you've done it for the last 30 years. He goes and gets a paycheck, not because he loves you. That's why it's nice to have a date night once a week. Aren't you glad Sister Bonnie wasn't in here, Brother Mark? Right, but you can have a date night once a week or something. Praise God. Uh, and I'm glad my wife isn't in here either because we don't do it. But it's a good thing to do. You understand what I'm saying? To keep us on track. Amen. And so you do it because you love the Lord. Well, we can get to the place, praise God, to where it's a habit. And we can also get to the place to where we get pride because we're successful in doing it. Well, I'm living for the Lord. I ain't drinking, smoking, lying, cheating. I'm going to church. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing that. I'm doing that. And they're not doing it over there. Well, wait a minute. Are you doing it or is God doing it? See what I'm saying? And it's when we get out on that that the Holy Ghost doesn't give us the power we need. And when the devil can make us proud... Amen. Then we lose out with God. Praise the Lord. That's why we need to realize that I'm doing this according to the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost inside of me giving God the credit. Now, you don't have to go overboard when somebody says, you're doing a good job. You don't have to say, well, it's the Holy Ghost inside of me. Praise God. It's not me. It's the Holy You don't have to do that. Just say thank you. And then turn around and say thank you to God. Praise God. Amen. But... You understand what I'm saying? We've got to live according to the Spirit and not according to the flesh. And so he says, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Praise God. Amen. And you've got to be careful. I've already taught about this, I think, sometime back. Amen. There is a, you know, the Spirit will work on you with a feeling. You'll get a feeling. And you have to be careful because your flesh can give you that same feeling. You can want something to do well, walk up to them, and you can mistakenly say, the Holy Ghost has told me you're going to do, you're going to get well, or you're going to be healed, or you're going to be doing that. And it could be that you want them healed so bad that it's your flesh and not the Spirit of God. So when you're in doubt, Keep your mouth shut, pray about it, and you'll be glad you did. <laughs> Amen. But you live according to the Spirit. Do not make decisions or speak on emotions. Praise the Lord, because the more your emotions are up, the more your flesh is up. Right? Yeah, I'll prove it to you. Somebody pulls in front of you, and what do you do? Hey, blow the horn, etc. Is that you? No, 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 that's not me, Brother White. <laughs> well, no, it's not you. It's your emotions. So you have to live according to the, not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. Because you were born again, the power of the Holy Ghost helps you to live holy, helps you to live righteously, gives you positive thinking and positive attitude. You know, Norman Vincent Peale wrote a book on positive thinking. He sat down one time beside, praise God, one of our Pentecostal preachers. And he said to him, 
he said, praise God. The, he told the Pentecostal preacher, he said, amen. He said, you know, he said, I wrote a book on positive thinking. But he said, you Pentecostal people that received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, he said, you've got the positive thinker on the inside. Praise God. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. Praise God. I don't have to walk according to the flesh anymore. I can walk according to the spirit. For what the law could not do, because you can't live for God in your flesh, in that it was weak. You know, the, the, the devil came to me one time in my young ministry, and he said to me, I want to tell you something. Just let me say this. Let me add this in there. I'm standing up here, and I feel in the Holy Ghost that I'm doing the, God, the, the job that God wants me to do. But I'm going to tell you something. Praise God. I don't have the natural ability to do it. I cannot do it unless I'm under the unction of the Holy Ghost. I could not speak to you. So it has to be by the Holy Ghost. But the, and I'm telling you that to let you know, praise God, that you, you can, you, you, the devil came to me and he said to me, he said, you're never going to do anything for God. And I told the devil, I said, you're right, I'm not. But the Holy Ghost is. I said, I can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengtheneth me. Get that scripture in you when you think you can't do it. I'm telling you, you can live a whole lot easier for the Lord when you live it being high on the Holy Ghost than you do being high on the flesh. Praise God. You live according to the Spirit and not according to the flesh. For what the law could not do that is weak through the flesh. God sending His only Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned in the flesh. But the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Praise God. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, <coughs> but they that are after the Spirit do mind the things of the Spirit. We've got to live according to the Spirit. We've got to understand it's the Holy Ghost that's living inside of us. Praise God. I don't know about you, but living for the Lord in the Holy Ghost is the most wonderful thing. I told the Lord the other night, I said, God, I have had a wonderful life. And then I said, Lord, I don't mean I'm ready to come home, okay? But I have had a wonderful life. God has been so good to me and blessed me in so many ways. But I have lived, I've tried to live according to the Spirit. Because the carnal mind is enmity with God and subject not to the law, neither can be. So they that are of the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not of the flesh. Can you say amen to that? We're not living in the flesh, right? Praise God. So let's try not to let the flesh get to us. Amen. In this next week and the weeks to come, we're not living in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so, that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. We've got to live according to the Spirit and not according to the flesh. Praise God. Quit trying to make salvation on your own. Let the Holy Ghost come inside. Praise God. Let what Jesus told Nicodemus, that a man must be born again of the water and of the Spirit. Let's stand. Praise God. Isn't the Lord good?
Once again, if you've got to go, don't feel bad. Praise God. I appreciate everybody and everything. Amen. And uh, we're just, just say a prayer. Continue to say a prayer for Tim. And let's just say, continue to say a prayer for Jason and his wife. They're preaching a revival downstate West Virginia. So say a prayer for them. I, we should pray for them and that their ministry does well. All right. I'm going to also bless the food. Praise God. You guys know what we're getting today? Ooh, is it going to be good? Lord, we love you, God, and praise you, Jesus, for this day. I thank you, Lord, for the ability to minister for your word. God, I'm asking you, Lord, to touch God and to move and to let us depart from this place, but not from your presence. Keep us today. Help us, dear Lord. Pray that all goes well. Cast every devil's out of this place. Amen. And bless the food. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone say amen.